This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. I'm your host Natalie Bramley but joining me is the headliner of the preview show, the main man himself, Dave Stabman Roberts. Dave, this feels mighty familiar. Yes, there will be a little bit of deja vu for us. Not for anyone else, but for us, there will definitely be deja vu because we're recording this again. Uh, we did it once when we were supposed to play at the start of the year and we're uh, recording again. We're doing a, a brand new recording rather than rehashing the original one because quite a few things have changed since then. They have. And I think probably, I think the, the lost podcast was probably quite appropriate to be on Matt's Country Room floor. Because if I remember rightly, it was during that Christmas fixture process. I might have had a little bit too much wine. We did about three previous shows back to back and it was chaotic, if I remember rightly. It was a bit of a funny one. More so chaotic maybe... than usual, yes. Yes. Yeah, actually, I probably should qualify that. More chaotic than it usually is. But yeah, so we're going to be slick this time, Dave, because we've had a practice run. It's a bit calmer and all is well. Um, and of course, we're recording this on the back of a rather splendid win at the weekend. Dave. When did we start turning into Barcelona? Didn't we do well? Yeah, two two goals in uh, the first ten minutes. We weren't sure what was quite was uh, going on there, were we? It's uh, unknown uh, unknown territory, but yeah, really positive start, um, and we carried it on. We did well for the ninety minutes and and could have had more. Yeah, definitely. And um, I feel a little bit bad actually for for Goodmanson because he scored an absolute cracker of a first goal, which most people are going to forget because uh, Mate. Messi Lawton just decided to take on 500 men and volley it into the back of the net after a quick one-two with, with Jay. What what was going on there? I think he got a nosebleed getting that far down the field. We don't <laughs> often see him in the box, do we? No, we don't. <laughs> um, now, it's a bit of a funny one, really, isn't it? Because that took us to 11 points clear of, of Fulham. And then they obviously went and had a win against Everton. So that's taking it back down to, what, eight? Um if they beat us this weekend, that's going to take it back down to five and it's just getting us back into uncomfortable territory again, isn't it? I think they're going to be really up for this next game. I'm a bit concerned. 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we've got to play them twice. Remember, that's another factor to uh, to build into it. But uh, yeah, it's maybe another one of those uh, must not necessarily a must win, but maybe a must not lose. But it's two vital games coming up. Obviously, this one against Fulham that we're talking about, and then one we'll be previewing again in a, a few days' time for uh, West Brom at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's one of those, we were talking about this in the Known and Ever thread um, earlier on this evening when we were watching the Sheffield United game and we were all chatting and I think it, it's it's pretty obvious is this one, isn't it? We beat both Fulham and West Brom and it's all over. We are going to be in the Premier League again next year. We can start building for another season. Lose one or, heaven forbid, both of them and we're in a whole world of trouble. So so let's let's not stress about that, Dave, shall we? Let's just, let's just hope for a win. Um, and before we look ahead to that game, we've obviously got a quiz question which is not the original quiz question because that was a long time ago. But it was, of course, the quiz question that we set you at the end of our last preview show, which was for the Palace game. And that question was, Dave, Sean Dyche has been in charge for both, brackets now all three, close brackets, of Burnley's most recent wins against Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. But before that, who was the previous Burnley manager to oversee an away win against Christmas Christmas Palace? (laughs) Crystal Palace, and what was the year? Dave, take it away. Uh, The answer was Stan Turnant. That was in Mm. uh, December 2001, and Ian Moore scored both of Burnley's goals in a 2-1 away win. And you knew this. We we did mention this after the uh, last preview show record, and you were straight in with uh, Stan Turnant. And I think you got the year straight off, both you and... uh, Tom both did, didn't you? We were. And actually, Tom was a little bit shafted because both me and Tom were going to guess 2001. But Tom came in with a bit of an indecisiveness and went, oh, it's either 2000 or 2001. And I said, oh, it's 2001. So Tom said, oh, all right, then I'll have 2000. And he was wrong. So he did kind of guess it, but I got in there first. Um, what about our listeners, Dave? Did anybody else submit any correct answers, please? Uh, we did have a couple of correct answers. Adrian Caton knew that it was 2001 and Stan Turnant, as did David Entwistle. So they were both correct, full points to them, and to anyone else who knew it was correct and didn't email in and uh, let us know, because some people do that. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, do keep your eyes peeled and stay tuned, because at the end of this episode, Dave will be giving us this week's quiz question, and you'll have another chance to submit an answer. Do get involved, listeners. We do like it when you interact with us. Opposition stats. So moving on to the preview itself, Dave, we are playing, of course, it's the rearranged fixture, Fulham at home, Wednesday the 17th of February, it's a 6pm kickoff and it's live on Sky Sports. So why don't you kick us off with recent history, please? Uh, yeah, although we've been focusing on the recent games played in the last decade for this feature, Fulham supporters must dread their trips to Turf Moor, as we'll mention in more detail later for our stat of the week. Uh, Fulham have visited Turf Moor just three times since 2009-10, and they've yet to win during this time. Uh, the two teams drew 1-1 in the Clarets' first Premier League season, 2009-10, as Wade Elliott's goal on the hour cancelled out Bobby Zamora's opener, that was in December 2009. Uh, Since then, there have been two Burnley wins, uh, firstly in a championship game in November 2015, uh, two first half goals by Andre Gray and another one late on by Matt Taylor helped us to a 3-1 win. Uh, And of course, we didn't play each other last season with Fulham spending another year in the championship. So it was the season before that, 2018-19, which saw our last top flight meeting with Fulham at Turf Moor which was also our last top-flight home win against them. But we'll be hearing a little bit more about that uh, match from one of our listeners a little bit later on. Excellent. 
I'm just going to commit to it. Um, now, we're actually going to break with tradition, I think, this week, aren't we, Dave? What, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, well, is wrong. yeah, I've I've gone up front and I'm going with stat of the week first because it kind of has a bearing on other things further down the line. It would uh, be more relevant at this point. So uh, go ahead with your intro. Stat my Dave's stat of the week. Go ahead with my intro. For stat of the week. Ah, okay. I'm really confused now. <laughs> my intro, but I've done my intro. Okay, Dave, even though... You've not given us half the stats yet. I know you still want to treat our listeners and delve into that great big massive bank of Statman Dave and treat our listeners to a bonus early stat of the week. Uh, yeah, this week's stat of the week relates to uh, Fulham and their record at Turf Moor. Uh, they've been suffering what someone of a superstitious nature may describe as a hoodoo at Turf Moor, as it's almost 70 years since they won a game played at Burnley. Uh, their last victory was way back in April 1951, when they won 2-0 with Bob Thomas scoring both of their goals. Uh, since then, they've visited Turf Moor another 30 times without a single victory. Those matches have resulted in 25 Burnley wins and just five draws. Uh, For balance, though, Fulham had never won a league match at Goodison Park prior to their win there on Sunday, so past results aren't always a good indicator of future performance. No, definitely not. That is a good miscellaneous stat of the week. Highlights and lowlights. We're going back into order now. Stop trying to confuse me, young Dave. We're going to delve into our highlight and lowlight section, please. Uh, Yeah, highlight uh, this week, um, with such a strong pass record against Fulham, it's virtually impossible to pick out a relevant lowlight, certainly in recent times, so for a change, we're just going to feature a highlight this time. Uh, This week's highlight is an FA Cup game from the 2002-2003 season. Uh, It was a fifth round replay. Uh, following a 1-1 draw in a match that had been played at Loftus Road, as ground development work was underway at Craven Cottage. Uh, Fulham were a Premier League team, and Burnley were in the Championship. Uh, but it was the Clarets who triumphed comfortably by a 3-0 scoreline in the replay at Turf Moor. Uh, first half goals from Gareth Taylor and Ian Moore, and another from Drissa Diallo in the second half earned the victory, with Fulham's Sean Davis also seen red for a dangerous challenge on Tony Grant just after the uh, half-time break. Uh, Burnley fans with a good memory may also remember that the original game and the replay involved quite a bit of mask-wearing, uh, but not Ooh. over our mouths and noses as we do in 2021, yeah. but over our oh, eyes, cool. over our eyes instead. Uh, This was all due to the fact that Fulham's Argentine striker, uh, Facundo Saba, used to keep a Zorro-style eye mask in his sock to use for goal celebrations. Uh, So the Burnley fans therefore decided to don masks for the original away fixture, uh, and this was repeated for the replay at Turf Moor. Um, I seem to recall it was Martin Barnes of the When the Ball Moves fanzine who was instrumental in the acquisition and distribution of the masks. Uh, we had sparkly, um, I think they were sparkly Union Jack ones, if I remember, for the, uh, oh, the match at Turpo. Yes. Still got one somewhere in a in a box, I think. Uh, <laughs> that that victory earned Stan Turnant's Burnley side a place in the FA Cup quarterfinals against Watford, although a disappointing 2-0 defeat at Vicarage Road ended our hopes of a first FA Cup semi-final appearance since 1974. Good Good highlight. I like that very much. And I'm very much, even though you're going rogue this week and sending me a little bit off balance, I very much approve of us being in the low light and just going with that highlight. Um, 
Now we've got another bit of a, a weird one this this episode as well, in that we're not supposed to have a fixture flashback for this one because, of course, we're still technically in a flashback in the first half of the season. However, Adrian Caton actually did give us his memory from the last time we played at Fulham at the Turf, and it would just be rude of us not to use it. So, Adrian Clayton, this is your memory. Fixture flashback. It was January 2019 and we went behind to a very early and stunning strike from Andre Shirley. Is that how you pronounce it, Dave? Shirley. Shirley, thank you. We rallied, however, midway through the first half to score twice in a span of three minutes to take the game 2-1. What was unusual about the game is that we were initially deemed to have had no shots on target during the entire 90 minutes. So how the heck did we win? Well, both goals were ruled as own goals, although records appear to have been subsequently reinstated with Jeff Hendrick awarded the first goal. Let's hope for a similar outcome on Wednesday. And yes, more shots on target. Amen to that, Adrian. Definitely. Definitely. Heroes and villains. Uh, Moving on then, uh, back to our normal scheduled programme, Dave. Heroes and villains. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, Jay Rodriguez was the Burnley hero for a Carling Cup game against Fulham at Turf Moor in September 2008. Uh, the game seemed to be petering out to a nil-nil draw, but that was before Chris Eagle's defence-splitting through ball found substitute Jay Rodriguez, who advanced past two statuesque defenders, letting the ball roll through his legs before calmly rounding goalkeeper Pascal Zubabula and rolling the ball into the net to notch an 88th minute winner in front of the Jimmy McElroy stand for his first ever senior goal for Burnley. It was a great end to the game for the 7,000 or so Burnley fans in the ground, but an even more special moment for Jay Rodriguez, which is why we have made him our hero for this week. Excellent, I love it. And what about villain? I like this section. Who's our villain? Um, for us, uh, for this section, we're going to go all the way back to Burnley's final home game of the 1959-60 season, which was against Fulham. Uh, the Clarets were still chasing the league title, but the vital game at Turf Moor ended nil-nil, helped by an inspired performance by Fulham goalkeeper and this week's villain, Tony Makedo, who kept a clean sheet and denied Burnley the win. Thankfully, though, it turned out OK in the end, with Burnley beating Manchester City 2-1 at Main Road in the final game of the season to become champions of England. But Fulham's efforts, and in particular their goalkeeper Tony Makedo, made Burnley's task all the more difficult. Indeed. Um, and then, again, going back to our fixture flashback of all, all the things that we're going to do, we are now, of course, back into our first half of the season fixture uh, features. So we're going to our one to watch, please, Dave. It's the one to watch. Uh, well, the player we've singled out as our one to watch this week is uh, Bobby Decordova Reed, uh, the 27. I'm hoping he's still 27 because I wrote this back in uh, January. Uh, the 27 year old Jamaican international was born in Bristol and started his career with Bristol City. In the summer of 2018, he was transferred to Cardiff City. Uh, but a year later, he was on his way to Fulham on loan on a move in a move which was made permanent in January of 2020. He's been deployed as a midfielder and a striker, and even occasionally as a right wing back. And nobody, least of all the Fulham fans, seemed to be a hundred percent sure what his best position is. However, he's always prepared to put a shift in and has contributed four goals so far this season, which again might be more by now because I've not checked it again. Um, in a team which has often struggled to find the net, uh, he's been one of the club's more consistent all-round performance formers. 
And this combined with his goal tally means he deserves to be this week's one to watch. Good stuff. And then finally, who's going to be our referee? Oh, well, this has changed as well. Craig Poulsen, uh, he was originally appointed to referee the match at the start of the year before it was postponed. Um, that was for uh, COVID cases down at Fulham, if you remember. Uh, but instead, we'll have John Moss of Leeds in the middle for the rearranged game. Um, his only Burnley match so far this season was in the FA Cup when we drew 1-1 with the team from Milton Keynes. Uh, but we overcame our lower league opponents on penalties in that game and got through to the next round. Uh, last season, our paths crossed on five occasions where John Moss was in the middle and we lost three of those uh, drew once and also won once although that win was the 2-0 victory against Manchester United at Old Trafford Uh, this will be John Moss's 25th Burnley match since the first time we saw him for our 2-0 home win over Blackpool in September 2008 and finally for this section Darren England will be the video assistant referee for this match Excellent, excellent, excellent. And I'm going to say that as many times as I want. And none of you can stop me. Um, well, we're not going to be going to miscellaneous stuff of the week. We're instead going to be going to opposition view. And this week we spoke to Dom from the Fulhamish podcast to get his view on how he thinks that this game is going to go. Opposition view. Hi all at No Nay Never, my name is Don Betts and I'm from the Fulhamish Podcast and YouTube channel. I'm coming on to look ahead to Wednesday's big clash at Turf Moor as Burnley take on Fulham. And this is a massive game, I think, for both sides. I think we realistically need to win this game to make... to make sure we're in the chance of staying up this season. Um, you guys, I think if you guys win, then I think you'll see yourselves clear of the likes of us and West Brom. I know we've got a win against Everton, but I think if you guys were to get three points here, it'd really dent our confidence. But I'm fairly confident going into this game because although we necessarily, before the Everton game, haven't been getting the results, we have been putting in performances. And I think that win at Everton has been a long time coming. And I think what we're going to see is this is going to breed confidence hopefully within our squad you know we tried Josh Madger up top uh, for the first time um, for his first start since joining us from Bordeaux alone in January and he added just what we needed up front he added someone who just knows how to put the ball in the back of the net because that's all we've been missing this season really is you know I know we had the poor start but ever since what we sort of got into the flow of things in October November time you know we've looked very solid defensively with the likes of Anderson tossing out of Ina at the back you know the likes of Kenny Tete, uh, Anthony Robinson when he's played as well. So I think hopefully what this means now is that we are going to be able to start putting the ball in the back of the net. But I think, yeah, this is a huge game. You know, we've got a huge three games now. We obviously, after we take on you guys, we take on Sheffield United at the weekend at home and then we go away to Crystal Palace the following weekend. So it's a massive, massive period for Fulham right now. And, you know, this these three games, I think Danny Murphy said it on TalkSport um, on Monday morning that, you know, he this is what will define our season. Um, you know, these three games, I think we need, a, we need realistically at least seven I think six at the very worst, but I think we should be looking for nine because, you know, after this, we take on the likes of Manchester United, Liverpool, Aston Villa, Leeds. So it's not it's not going to get easy. And I think these are the games where, you know, for you guys as well, taking on us, if you guys secure your safety, these are the games you'll be looking to win. But I'm confident we can get a result and I'm hoping we get our second victory in a row just to, you know, Build some momentum within the team, but I don't think a draw for us would be the end of the world. But I really think this is a game where we need to be targeting the three points. If I'm looking at a predicted lineup 
I would stick with what worked against Everton. I know it's only three days later down the line, but why change was broken? You know, I thought the midfield worked with the likes of Lamina and Harrison Reed. You know, going forward, Lookman, uh, Josh Mazza, uh, Bobby Reed. I thought they worked well. You know, the back four instead of the back five with Olarina playing left back. So yeah, I'd pick the same team. So it'd be obviously Ariola and Net. Then a back four of Kane Tete, Tosnada Rabia, Joaquim Anderson, and Olarina. You know, the mid you have the midfield three of Rune Loftus. Cheek, uh, Mario Lamina and Harrison Reed, who was clearly our best player the other night. And then the front three of Josh Maja, Alma Lutman and Bobby Decadover-Reed. If I am to make a prediction, I'm going to be positive I'm coming onto a Burnley podcast. So I'm hopefully going to say we can get a, get a lovely, victorious 2-1 win. So, Dave... Classic six pointer or what? It is, yeah, and it's uh, it's it's an odd one, isn't it? We we know that uh, Ben Mee's not going to be playing. That's uh, come out in the uh, press conference today. Um, I think he was up and about and walking after the game, but due to medical protocols, he's uh, not able to play on Wednesday's game. Although I believe because of the timings of it, he can play on Saturday. Uh, but we're definitely going to be without uh, Ben Mee on Wednesday night, which is a, a, a big miss for us. I think we struggled a little bit earlier in the season when he wasn't playing. But I think we've got to be reasonably confident. We've played really, really well on uh, Saturday. We've been on a, a reasonably good run. The only games we've lost, um, well, other than the uh, FA Cup uh, debacle, um, uh, we've lost to Manchester City and uh, Chelsea, haven't we, recently? So I think we're on a, a reasonably good run other than those two uh, mm. league results. So I think we've got to have some some confidence, although I think Fulham's confidence will be up a little bit as well. They've got a yeah, um, a good result at Everton and maybe they're, uh, that's, I think, their first win in 12. So they're going to be, their tails are going to be up and maybe they'll be hoping to uh, get another uh, Northwest victory and, and try and get rid of another hoodoo for... Uh, uh, turf more because it's not been the happiest of hunting grounds for them in the past. No, it's not, and it's a bit of a funny one, really, because like like you just quite quite rightly say, Dave, we've both come off the back of some really good wins this weekend. But I just I just think maybe you know we we have won more than they have recently. It's only one in twelve, um, but they have been looking a lot better recently. Um, and, I, and I wonder whether Newcastle might be looking over their shoulders a little bit. And I just I just wonder whether a point's all right for us because they have to win. Uh, but I think I guess the only thing that worries me about this game is that if a point's enough for us, you know, we'll dash play it safe and just try not to lose the game. Whereas, you know, they will know they have to win to try and get themselves out of trouble. So will they really go for it? I don't know. It's just gonna be really difficult. Um, I just I just think that there's we're quite disciplined and you know beat one or if not both of, of West Brom and Fulham and it's all over. The season's done and dusted. Um, Oh, I can't remember my mind. Dave, you go with the score prediction first. I'm going to have to think about this. I'm going to predict a Burnley win. I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. I'm going to wow. be confident this week. Excellent. I'm going to... Hey, I got it, I got it right last week. Do you remember? You did. You did. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go 2-1. feel like Fulham... We're scoring a lot recently, so I think I'm going to go 2-1. Yeah, 2-1 I'm going to go for. Well, do let us know what your predictions are, please. You can tweet us at never, or you can email us at podcast at net. And if you're listening to this before we've actually seen the game, don't do it afterwards because you'll have been cheating. Um, please let us know what you think the score will be. Fantasy Premier League update. Okay, second half of the show, Dave. 
Do we have a Fantasy Premier League update? I don't really know where we are. Uh, we don't have very much to report. It's another one of those occasions when the timing of the match and our preview show recording mean that we don't have the league table updates or the Kings of the Game Week to report. That's because we're still slap bang in the middle of Game Week 24. Uh, that included the weekend's games as well as a couple of, uh, well, two matches on the Monday night and I think there's two uh, matches on Wednesday. There's ours and another match as well. So they're all included in Game Week 8. So it'll be Thursday before we have an update. But obviously we'll be able to include those within our next preview show but we don't have any updates as such for our usual league table or our kings of game week for this week but i do have something we can do and um, oh. i've got some information we do we mentioned from time to time that there are players uh, which uh, players managers have in their team and what percentage of managers have different players so i'm going to test you i've oh. got details for the uh, top six burnley players in terms of percentage ownership. So I want you to tell me, uh, of the top six Burnley players, who are they, uh, In well, preferably in order. So we'll go for... Oh, my God, the pressure. Who is the highest... Which which Burnley player is in the most fantasy Premier League teams out of the 8, eight million plus now there are, actually, 8 million managers, uh, which uh, Burnley player is in most of those teams? This should be easy. This has got to be Nick Pope, surely. Yes, you've got number one, right. Right. 15.8% okay. of teams have Nick Pope in there. Okay. So we want second uh, place now. Second place is going to be, it's going to be a toss-up between Tarke, but also Ashley Barnes tends to be quite popular because he's... Tarke? Uh, no. You're right with, no, you were right with the other one. Ben, ben Mee. Ben, ben yeah. Mee's second. Oh, no, I didn't say Ben Mee. I said Ashley. Oh, Ashley oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm that then. Ben, ben Mee's yeah. second, right. There's no way you're going to get three and four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but have a guess <laughs> anyway. Moving swiftly on to the next section. Our game is clearly over. So I'm not going to get three and four. Is Ashley Westwood one of them? No. Am I allowed to just guess through the entire team until I get them? How many guesses am I allowed per position? Uh, well, try a few more. Yeah, guys, this is going to get very, very dull. Uh, Taylor, Charlie Taylor? No. Oh, I don't know. Who's three? Uh, Jimmy Dunn's in third place. What? 4.4% of managers have Jimmy Dunn. I think that might be down to these, his cost. He's, he's only 3.8 million. So I think maybe people are filling their benches with cheaper players or ones that maybe if they do get to play, then they know they're going to perhaps be more likely to keep a clean sheet. But Jimmy Dunn is in third place. Um, and in fourth place, we've got uh, Dale Stevens. 3.5% of teams oh, own oh, Dale Stevens. Again, 4.2 for a midfielder is uh, quite a low-cost player, so that may well be be why. Uh, and just going through the, the fifth and sixth to put you out of your misery, uh, you. Matt, Matt Lowton <laughs> is in fifth place. 3.2% of managers have Matt Lowton, and 3.2% also uh, in sixth place have a player you mentioned previously, which Sorry, was uh, James Tarkovsky. Oh, they were okay. the top six. Well, this just goes to show that people just don't know anything about Burnley Football Club and have no interest in learning. But that was a fun quiz. Thank you for that, Dave. Uh, so today, <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. That was that was legitimately quite a hard thing to do because you think, as Burnley fans, you're going to know, well, it's obvious which ones you would put in as as top, but no, clearly not. Um, 
excellent let me know listeners how whether you would have guessed any of those I, I, I would actually no let me know if any of you would have guessed Jimmy Dunn that would be nice because I'm pretty sure none of you would have done so, therefore that would make me feel better. Um, now, obviously, by the time we record our next preview show, which will be for the visit of West Brom on Saturday, we will have completed game week 24, so we'll be able to bring you a proper league table update and details of the top-scoring players. And a quick spoiler alert, I had a good week, in because it's the double game week, and I did my transfers and I changed my team and I used them secret magic potions that, that you get that I don't understand how they work. But I clicked some buttons... And I did well. So let's see how far up that table. I might be higher than Dave. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Statman Dave's quiz question. And finally then, Dave, let's round us off with this week's quiz question. What are you going to set for our listeners this week, please? Right. Well, this uh, week's quiz question relates to last calendar year, 2020. Um, Due to lockdown earlier in 2020 and the delayed start to the 2020-2021 season, uh, Burnley only played 33 Premier League games during the last calendar year. Uh, Nick Pope was in goal for 32 of those 33 games. Uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell was in goal for the other one against Manchester City when we were beat 5-0. But Nick Pope kept an impressive 14 clean sheets in those 32 games. We want to know which two teams did he keep more than one clean sheet against during 2020? And bear bear in mind that we did this question when we recorded it the first time, so if you get the answer wrong, then... um... There's something really wrong. Nick Pope, during 2020, Nick Pope was in goal for 32 of Burnley's 33 Premier League games and kept 14 clean sheets. But which two teams did he keep more than one clean sheet against during the calendar year? That's a tough A. How do our listeners submit their answers, please, Dave? Uh, well, then get in touch in any of these ways, any, any of the usual ways. They can tweet us or send us a direct message, preferably on Twitter. That means that no one sees your answer. Uh, that's at no, nay, never. If you email us, podcast at no, nay, never dot net, then no one else other than us will see your answer. Um, or you can also get in touch in the preview show posts on either the No, nay, never Facebook page or on our YouTube page as well. Excellent. And we will, of course, reveal the correct answer at the start of the next preview show. Um, That's all we've got time for, I think. A nice short one this week, Dave, and a lot slicker than our last one, even though you tried to throw me lots of curveballs with a weird script that didn't make any sense and I had to actually concentrate this week, Dave. How very dare you. Um, Have we got any community community news or fixture updates for our listeners, please? Uh, the only change on the fixtures is we know now that uh, the Leicester game, which we were due to play originally on the uh, FA Cup quarter-final uh, weekend, uh, will have to be rescheduled. Uh, that's not been decided yet when that's been uh, moved to, but I think uh, there's a possibility of being brought forward to what would be game week 26, although we're waiting confirmation on that. Um, I think it's only the games till the end of February where the kickoffs have been confirmed. So we know that, well, obviously, no Wednesday, we know... Uh, West Brom on Saturday, and the Spurs game is a 2pm kickoff now on Sunday the 28th. We're still awaiting for confirmation of kickoff times and dates for the uh, March and early April matches, which are uh, Everton, uh, sorry, Arsenal at home, Everton away, and Southampton away. So as soon as we've got news on those, we'll uh, we'll mention those as well. 
Brilliant. Excellent. Well, uh, that's all we definitely have time for then. So my thanks as ever go to all of the usual parties. Firstly to Dom from Fulhamish Podcast for our opposition view. To Adrian Caton for giving us our fixture flashback this week. Turf Moore Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for the specially recorded preview show announcements. To producer Matt for knitting all of this together and putting it out there. But finally to the main man himself, Dave Statman Roberts for just working so unbelievably hard and producing such a wonderful show. Um, it's very much appreciated, Dave. You're a wonder. Um, finally, to the listeners for downloading and listening to this episode, your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. We will be back very, very soon. God knows when the analysis show will be around. I suspect probably after the Fulham game, actually, that we can do both of them, celebrate two wins back to back. Dave and I will get a preview show in before the West Brom game on Saturday. That'll probably go out on Friday, I would have thought, Dave. Uh, yeah, I would think we'd maybe record it Thursday and get okay. it out for uh, for Friday, yeah. Good stuff. Um, so keep an eye on social media and we'll be able to send some announcements when you can get your no-name never fix. I have been Natalie Bromley. This has been the, the preview show brought to you by the No and Never podcast. Until next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.